Welcome to the From the Stem Up podcast. My name is Adriana, and here we spark youth connections in STEM fields. Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to episode 21. I'm so excited to talk with Aryan. Hey, how's it going? Hey, it's going well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, kind of nervous for back to school. Um, right now, when we're recording this, it's currently end of August. So right now I'm, you know, getting ready for school and stuff like that. About the same over here too. Yeah. So do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm Aryan. Uh, I am the founder and president for Reels for All. Um, I am a senior in high school. And um, fun fact, uh, I really love to sing and I really love biking. Nice. Uh, what does STEM mean to you? STEM to me is the uh, basic feels of how our environment will grow in the future. It's a combination of subjects that um, will allow us to understand how how things will work in the future and where most of our jobs and our economy will be in, in today's world as well as uh, in the future. And what or who sparked your interest for STEM and why? Well, it, you know, it's a combination of things that really sparked my, you know, sparked my interest. It was like, you know, because of school, you, you get to learn a lot of these subjects. Um, you know, I had a great, uh, I had a lot of exposure to science, technology, engineering, as well as math. Um, so it's, it's really a combination of teachers I've met. Uh, I've gotten to see a lot of cool presentations um, from uh, around the world. Uh, I get to see news articles and all these kind of things like really inspire me to like uh, sort of like help around in this field. Definitely. Who would you say is your role model in STEM? Uh, my role model would be um, Elon Musk. Um, I guess he's the one who uh, who really just really represents of uh, where people should be in the steam field. He's helped a lot in transportation. Um, he's helped a lot in like space exploration. You know, he's an ideal person. I feel like what he's doing for this world is uh, really great. And I think so he's doing a really great job. So. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Elon Musk has been phenomenal lately. His his stocks have gone super high. I think it's for a reason. His his inventions, his his brains, his innovations are really um, future thinking. And I think he's one of the few people that are really trying to innovate, not only for himself but for the whole population. Um, and I think a lot of us should really have that mindset of always being curious, always exploring, always innovating. Um, so yeah, he's he's really awesome. Just yesterday, he did a, uh, a presentation on Neuralink, which in the future, which he proposes in the future where uh, people will be able to have access to all the information. And um, because all the information would be shared between the minds, there would be no need of learning things. It would just be a matter of how much effort you put in um, doing stuff. Uh, I feel like that's like, you know, and you can even see like, you know, you, you mentioned Tesla stocks. Uh, it's only recently where like Tesla has been doing like really, really well. Uh, and that's because of, you know, their Model 3 series, which, you know, has made transportation, electric cars really affordable to, you know, uh, the middle class. Definitely. 
And based on your personal past experiences and interests, what are your future career goals? Well, in the future, um, I really want to help people, um, regardless of what I get into. I, I have, a, I really love doing finance um, as it relates a lot to the math side, and uh, it requires a lot of like understanding of how the world works. So finance was uh, is is a kind of a direction I'm trying to go towards. Um, I do want to help people though, like regardless of what I do, uh, if I were to ever change, I want to make sure that whatever I do, it's helping like the people who need the help the most. For sure. And I think that mindset is also really great. I know a lot of people tend to lean towards STEM fields only for the monetary benefits, but once your mindset is really helping people and innovating, that for me is a really great thing to have, especially when you're studying those uh, more technical subjects um, and knowing what the outcome you want to have afterwards is really, really crucial. Yeah, I feel like this podcast also like shows like, you know, you're able to like represent so many sides. Um, I've seen a couple of your episodes. Um, it, it's really interesting how you bring in life a lot of people who are trying to make a difference. So, For sure. And I'm very multidisciplinary, not someone who likes only one thing, right? I'm able to relate and to discuss various issues and topics in STEM with a lot of um, different people and be kind of that mediator. But in terms of what I want to pursue in the future, it will be very hard to choose one degree or one path, um, which I find a lot of like high school students struggle with. So I hope to inspire people to you know, open their minds minds to different people and different initiatives around the world, not only in their community. Um, in the future, it's not going to be like, oh, like in the past where one skill was enough to take you through life. I think so because of AI and the way technology is increasing, you would be required to know uh, a multitude of things because um, you, you need to be good at like all, all the STEAM fields because your job is going to be um, most likely let me just say the jobs today are probably not going to exist in the future because of uh, artificial intelligence and the way technology has been rapidly growing. For um, sure. So I, I think so like that's why the STEAM field is also like really important and why so many people should be going towards it is because uh, you know in the future that's that's where the true jobs are going to be. That's where the true economy and the people who are going to be really successful. And you can see that today too, like uh, Elon Musk, as we mentioned, Bill Gates, um, Tim Koch, they're all in like in that technology sector. Um, you know, you, you hear a lot about these scientists and mathematicians who are making these groundbreaking discoveries. And I think so that just proves the point of like how the job and, and how our economy is changing as the years are going to go on. For sure. And like when you look at a lot of people look down at people who are, are like jack of all trades and master of none, but I think that's what successful entrepreneurs need to have. They need to have all those skills to make sure that they can tap into various aspects in their organization or company. And those people are really the ones that can, can innovate further. And while we need specialists, um, that is becoming a lot less popular, especially with all the education we are presented to online. We can literally learn anything we want outside of the classroom because of all these free online materials that we have. And a lot of the jobs we have today require you to have a lot of different um, skills from math to tech 
to um, you know design skills as well. Uh, so I really agree with what you said there. The fact that you also mentioned entrepreneurship and having that diverse skill, like I, I completely see like um, uh, you know there was uh, I'm going to pick on Elon Musk again because. Uh, I'm actually reading a book on him and I, I love his life story too. You know, you may know him for his SpaceX and uh, SpaceX was, you know, all about, you know, you really need to know the ideas of engineering and aero, aero astronomics and all that, you know, uh, aerodynamics and all that kind of stuff. And so, but he only has a physics major. So, you know, the fact that you mentioned like how we have to research these days and how all the information that we need is just now in the palm, in our, uh, palm of our hands because of our you know, phones. We all have pretty good computers to use. We have access to internet almost anywhere. So, you know, I, I think so like, you know, entrepreneurship is, you know, is made for people who cannot, you know, just decide on a single job. It's made for people who have multiple skills and can really get into, uh, uh, who really feel like they can help out in different areas because they have a diverse interest into so many things. Exactly. And with that shift of technology that we're experiencing, I think a lot of new startups are being based around things like AI and machine learning and um, a lot of those different technologies like blockchain as well. Um, so I think maybe even in 10 years, things like Twitter might be obsolete. Like we never really know what's going to happen. Um, there might be something that might be a lot more popular. And as we saw, even with like a small thing like well, it wasn't small. Like there was a lot of users, like uh, Musically, turning into TikTok. Um, they're very similar platforms, but you know, one was a lot more was was a lot more comprehensive than than the other. Um, so that's why TikTok was uh, a lot more popular in the past two years. When we start to um, include things like maybe AI, um, we're still we're like open to a lot more social media platforms or virtual like virtual reality games maybe a virtual reality tech, um, Xbox or PS4. Also like in the future, we'll never need to also like travel because we can all experience it in a virtual world too. And um, you know, in, in the fact you also mentioned TikTok, like you, tell, you told me two years ago or you know, about two or three years ago that an app that has short you know, music scripts and people just create one minute scripts, uh, you know, anyone would have thought that would be crazy. Like who would even watch that? And now it's, you know, it has almost a billion downloads and it's, uh, it's doing pretty well. Yeah, it's a pretty valid point that you don't even know what, you know, what tomorrow holds for us. Um, and you can't even see, like, no one can even predict in the future how technology will change because you don't know the next idea where it's coming from or what it's going to be doing. Exactly. I think we should never like, um, underestimate what Gen Z is doing right now because and um, I'm, I'm really excited for what's to come. I'm excited too. It's just because, and it's the fact that we still need our technology to be more stronger and better to start getting a more better understanding. Um, you know, thanks to like, you, you think things like quantum computing or, um, you know, or like super, super computers, uh, those are really gonna allow us to push us into a better future. Like, uh, and, and I'm pretty sure those kind of technologies like we experience right now, the supercomputers, quantum computing, that's going to soon be uh, remote and uh, remote. Like it's going to be in our next iPhone, um, really. Uh, we'll be able to basically compute things in our iPhone, in our phones or on our computers quite simply. 
will be able to process much better code and faster things. And um, it's actually a, a, actually an interesting fact is that um, uh, the iPhone right now, if you have an iPhone like 10 or an 8, um, it, that phone itself is much stronger in computing power than the, uh, the machine that sent the astronauts to the moon. So, you know, you can see how much technology has really changed just about. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. And I'm glad we had this future talk because I love talking about future technologies. And with that, we're, I think we're going to jump into the break. Hey, this week's episode is brought to you by the Accelerated Learner Academy. It's a course for students and lifelong learners to go from continued failure to top marks and success. It's a four-week life program where you will be learning directly from Matthew Espinoza and his team on how to maximize your brain and be more productive for this next school year. In fact, I'll be joining Matt and the others in version two of this course as an advisor in the program. I took the accelerated reading course and increased my reading speed from around 200 words per minute to 600 words per minute, which is awesome. So version two is going to be released on January 15th. So if you want to get to know me better and join the Academy, be sure to check out the link in the bio for the full Academy details. All right. To the next part of the episode. All right, we're back from the break. And for this next segment, let's talk more about Ariane um, and his amazing uh, organization called Wheels for All. So do you want to describe it a little bit and your inspiration behind it? Sure. Um, so Wheels for All is a student-led nonprofit organization. Uh, it started about a year ago over the summer. Uh, we help in providing low-income families uh, transportation. Uh, our most common transportation that we often donate is bikes to uh, children, adults, um, teenagers. We've donated this summer itself uh, over 50 bikes and um, we also are active in other fields like giving free tutoring uh, to low-income families too currently and over the summer we had a program with over uh, I guess 60 students where they all got to learn the different and various fields of STEAM because of, um, uh, which was taught by high school students. Um, and as far as the inspiration goes, uh, I think so the inspiration really came from my love for biking and uh, my love to help people because I think, um, uh, truly, I think people, every child should have a bike and learning how to ride a bike is a memorable process. Uh, do, you, do you actually, do you remember when you, uh, do you have a bike and do you, have you ever learned how to ride a bike? Yeah, uh, I remember first getting off my training wheels on a tennis court and then my dad was holding the back and then he let go, but I didn't know. So I thought I had my training wheels on. Um, but then before I knew it, I was riding without my training wheels. It's, it's such a special moment that I learned how to ride a bike because of my, uh, you know, uh, my cousin, he, he, I was living in India at that time for like a year and he taught me how to ride a bike. And I remember I, I used to crash into uh, some of the columns. We were doing it in the garage space. Mm -hmm. So I used to crash in someplace and it, it's this really fun moment. So I'll never forget it. So I guess every, I really want every child to have that experience. Exactly. Um, and I really like how you just combined your passion with a really good cause. What does Wheels for All have to offer? What Wheels for All has to offer is um, 
it's really how we can make transportation affordable um, and you know affordable convenient and free really see transportation um, is the key way for us to, as a society to grow economically and more stronger because um, wheels for all uh, you know uh, wheels for all believes is that every family should have an independent mode of transportation whether it be a bike for a child to be able to go to school or to their a local fun center to hang out with friends or for even an adult to have a, the ability to use their car to go and get some groceries. Um, you know, as much as we love public transportation as, and it's allowing public transportation is a big way for um, people to go from one place to another with uh, conveniency and without having to walk and making distances really short now, uh, we still believe that every family should have an independent means of transportation. And so that's what we try to kind of offer is with, by donating bikes, we really like open up children to um, uh, a freedom, a world where they can get to move, they can go to their best friend's house, they can go to the local YMCA and they don't need to rely on their parents maybe walking them there or having to walk a couple of miles to go to maybe the, a gym so that's what we try to offer. We try to offer free, reliable, and you know, independent means of trans transportation to those who really need it. That's awesome. And even as you mentioned with Elon Musk, that transportation aspect with globalization and connection, I think having that means of freedom and transportation is really crucial in things like meeting friends, finding a job. Um, yeah, and I think having a bike is one of those aspects that we all need. Yeah, so I really like how you are providing accessible transportation. And as we mentioned before with Elon Musk, mobilizing us to, to travel is really, really um, empowering and gives us the freedom to meet new friends, get new jobs, um, especially with globalization happening. Um, and you also mentioned that Wheels for All has a free tutoring program for low-income families. Um, why do you think this is so important um, during these virtual, you know, learning periods? I mean, um, if you really, really think about it, like, you know, a lot of, a lot of people, because of it, virtual learning, really, um, a lot of students don't have the same access to their teachers as they would in school. They can no longer go and maybe like meet them, uh, you know, after hours, because of course it's online. Uh, they may have other priorities because uh, they may not be able to understand a subject too, uh, and they may need that extra help. But unfortunately, the teacher you know, cannot provide them that help. And um, really, private tutoring is a really expensive, you know, uh, thing to do. You can see costs for a private tutor these days can go up to like fifty dollars an hour, um, and even more. Um, and so, you know, we really wanted to offer this because um, we, we really found local high school students really believing this cause too. And then B, we really wanted to offer the support because I don't think, regardless of your income status, I don't think so you should have a fair, you should, everyone should have a fair shot on uh, where, they, uh, where they work and uh, uh, how to study and they should have a fair chance of um, getting the same means of education as, uh, you know, uh, an upper class family. Definitely. I think everyone 
should have access to those resources. Um, and I love how this this organization is pretty unique. I actually never heard of an organization that kind of combines like your love of biking and then STEM in, in that way and also helping low-income families. So that's really awesome. Where do you want Wheels for All to head in the future? You know, I, I guess the goals that we're trying to accomplish is we want to, like the main idea, the big idea really is that people no longer, a person can go outside and go and rent out a bike for free and go biking with their friends. And, um, uh, you know, it, it's a similar concept to Divi Bikes, how you see it in the cities. But I want to take that, you know, as a really similar concept, but we want to apply it and make it free and make it more accessible to people all over the United States. Uh, you know, we've just started two chapters in Florida and New Jersey recently, too, to sort of pop out in this area. We want to make sure that, you know, people who need that kind of, uh, I want to make sure like in the future of a person, if a child is not able to, you know, own a bike because it's simply too expensive. And you can see if you go to like a local Trek bike store, uh, you know, the bikes over there make be like a thousand, uh, more than a thousand dollars. So, you know, we want to make sure that we're either reducing the cost or, you know, we're able to provide this free bike, uh, these free bikes so these kids are able to have some, some of the same life experiences that we had while learning how to ride the bike. And I want to make sure that the person who has to go for a job interview 30 minutes away doesn't need to go walking or take a bus, which will take them a much longer time, but rather they would have access to either a car or, or a, um, you know, a, a small shared car, or they would have access to a bike where they can maybe reduce their distance and increase, you know, uh, you know, go there to their location much faster. That's where I really envision us going. Definitely. And it's, and it's crazy now too, like even simple things like bikes are, as you said, a thousand, two thousand dollars, and and then phones nowadays are as expensive or even more expensive than laptops. Um, I can find phones for a thousand, for more than a thousand dollars, and then laptops for less than a thousand dollars. And those are, in my opinion, like necessities in this day and age to have a laptop, to have a phone, to have a bike. Um, but those all collectively cost thousands of dollars, and that 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 places a burden on low-income families, as you said. Yeah, that's not fair because you know, as society and technology increases, unfortunately, the prices have to go up too, because of you know demand and supply. But you know, that doesn't mean that we should be allowing you know um, the, you know the rest of the seventy-five percent of the people who cannot own you know afford this because they have to either choose uh, a means of technology or putting food on their table. You know, and, you know, having a piece of technology could also mean like potentially not having access to a job interview because you can't call or fill in an application online. So you know, we've even seen how much we rely on technology through like this pandemic. Really, uh, I'm not all my school classes are online, and you know you need to be in the group chats. You need to be um, in those Zoom classes. And unfortunately, all that costs money. And, you know, unfortunately, there's people who cannot afford that just because of how 
how unfair it is to them. Exactly. Um, and I've spoken about this disparity in STEM in a couple other episodes, but I feel like that's kind of overlooked. I think I take my laptop for granted. I take my phone for um, for granted. I think because I'm in a community where a lot of people have that, um, and they're and I'm able to go on any program I want to. Um, for example, let's say I wanted to go in the tech field. I needed to learn coding. I have a laptop to do that. I can set up an IDE on my computer. Someone who can't afford that doesn't have that with them. Um, and that just places a bigger burden. It's a negative feedback loop. The rich have the, the opportunities and the bikes and you know everything they need to to succeed if they if they put the effort into it. But then those who want to succeed but don't have the resources in the first place don't go anywhere. Yeah, I completely agree because you know, and I love how you mentioned like the uh, the computers, like how how much we really take. You know, I have a I'm we're using a computer right now to do this podcast even um, and so you know I remember in, you know this is a the computer I'm using is about a year it's a couple of years old but really you know it's a it's a wonderful piece of technology and then there's times where you know there's the latest computer comes out and you know I may, I may be tempted because it has a faster um, a processing card or it has a better Wi-Fi receiver and so you know luckily you know uh, Unfortunately, there are people who cannot even own a computer. I mean, we really do take things for granted, the phone or the computer, uh, just because of how how we use it daily. Like, I, I can't imagine a day without using my computer or phone. It's just, it's not a concept. I don't think it's a day that's going by. Yeah, same. I, I used to complain about my computer being around five years old. And I realized, well, it still works. I can still do it, like everything I want to on it. Um, and like, why should I be complaining when someone else doesn't even have it? Um, and I think, and, and there's some programs I know that donate, um, that are currently um, working towards donating computers to low-income communities. And I'll try to search those down and link those down below if you guys are interested in donating or um, you know signing petitions or supporting that and on that topic you know I feel like something that's kind of hard to wrap your head around when you don't see someone or see those communities it's I think the best thing is just to be grateful and to step back a little bit it's so hard to believe like how what kind of like you know yesterday I was playing a couple of games uh, of, we were playing video games actually and my computer you know it's a bit older and uh you know my friends recommend hey why don't you just buy a new computer or just buy a desktop and you know and that just really makes me realize like, you know, how much we can just you know possibly just afford one and possibly get one so and you know that's how it, you know it's a fine computer it works really well and honestly uh it's uh, we really do live in a bubble the fact that you know we can just simply buy what we really need or really just want and not really need or um, you know just because you know we want to play game or we want to just do something for fun uh, but there are people who really just can't have this kind of opportunities like we do we're really privileged as people who have access to that we are really um the top five percent or one percent of the world i'm like i'm still working on to not follow that pattern of consumerism that's really prevalent in 
the communities we are we are in right now. And you know, unfortunately, even like with libraries being closed, that was a, that main way for a lot of these families to have access to a lot of the technology, like computers, and being able to you know explore and research up on the internet. But unfortunately, due to this pandemic too, a lot of the libraries are closed, and um, they don't even have that kind of access anymore too. Um, and I the thing that yeah, we, we really do. Yeah, I mean, techno uh, I mean, this comp I, 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 I make sure I am able to use the computer I'm using right now to the max ability just because I know there's a family out there who would love to have a computer that's maybe 10 years older than this. Yeah, I think stepping back, making sure that you look at the bigger picture and then as like as we stated, like the analogy of the bubble, pop it a little bit and 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 see what you find. Um, and and that and that concept was also shown with movements like BLM um, and a lot of different things that we probably wouldn't have uncovered if, if the world hadn't stopped because of Corona. Um, so we were able to kind of reflect a lot more. Um, and because a lot of us weren't working and going to hustle bustle all of our lives, and then those incidents that happened in the U.S. Um, were put on the spotlight. Um, so I think that kind of mentality should 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 continue with our generation right and uh, you know and, and you mentioned you know blm and i feel that that because of its the technology available to us they were able to see these unfortunate events that happened around the U, uh, u.s really and it's thanks to it's thanks to technology that's allowed us to unite as a country to go against this wrong and unjust is doing mm -hmm. Yeah, do you have anything else to add before we wrap up? Thank you for uh, inviting me here. This was really fun. If you guys are inspired or want to discuss it about it further, you can definitely talk to Ariane through Wheels for All or even get involved with uh, his organization. So uh, you can check out the website, which is wheelsforall.org, the Instagram, which is just Wheels for All, and then the Twitter, which is Wheels for All as well. I will have those linked below. And yeah, make sure to always ask questions and to stay curious as always. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.